Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Welcome to the Fanfic Fanfic Podcast, uh, where we uh, talk about the uh, fanfic of a fanfic, uh, that initial fanfic uh, being Fallout Equestria, the hybrid uh, My Little Pony uh, Fallout hybrid story. I already used the word hybrid. Anyway, uh, that's a complete lie. This is uh, season uh, two, the prequel, where we talk about that initial fanfic uh, because we uh, killed once and for all uh, <laughs> uh, Fallout Equestria Project Horizons. Um, it is it is dead. It is just destroyed now. Um, all you horse, horse perverts out there who like want to insist that it's canon to to the original story that we're reading now, you can't anymore. It's got it's gone. It's. <laughs> We wiped it from the timeline. It's, it's spiritually dead. Like, it's, st- it's still there. You can still read it for whatever perverse reason. Um, you shouldn't. Um, because myself, uh, your host, Sir Weirdington Esquire, along uh, with my most noble uh, co-host, Fi, uh, killed it. Killed it spiritually. <laughs> Shot it dead. Hung from the neck till dead. Uh, speaking of which, hey, Fi, could you catch catch up our listeners on... Uh, what we did last week? What did we, do? what did we talk about? Gosh, what did we do last week? Uh, last week was like something of like, as far as I can remember, something like the denouma of of uh, the sort of events of the Ten Pony Tower stuff. Uh, Pip, gosh, I'm trying to remember the order of events. It's been a, it's this been is this is hugely distracting, and I'm, I'm definitely not helping. But I, I just wanted to chime in to uh, point out how much I miss Fi doing these openings. Because he had the discipline to just give the same opening over and over, <laughs> where, where uh, my um, attention deficit is far too powerful for that. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember what actually happened last week, because it wasn't like a whole, like, it wasn't really like a huge bang-up chapter. It was mostly kind of just sort of deciding on what they actually plan on doing from here on out. Which mostly involves them going to Philadelphia, the fucking stronghold of Red Eye himself, uh, to take down the slavers by herself because Little Pip is an absolute mad little gremlin. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It it, it starts with uh, Little Pip leaving the 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 bowels, <laughs> the the deepest sub basement of Temporary yeah. Tower. I'm doing this out of order, but if you want the order, you can just go back and listen to the episode for last week. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember for for catch up. Uh, yeah, uh, they narrowly avoided, uh, uh, repercussions for Steelhoof's, like, deliberate assassination attempt on their security officer by playing into the idea that he was, uh, it was a heroic sacrifice, uh, on behalf of Sheriff Grimstar instead of, uh, like a direct lynching by, by Steelhoof's via zombie. Uh, which allows them to avoid any of the, the sort of consequences of, of that happening. Uh, they also, at some point, <clears throat> at some point, they also uh, interact with uh, homage or homage or homage uh, again, and Pip manages to get the, like, black... Her name opal. is Maj from now on. <laughs> Maj. We have transcended... No, just Maj. Maj. We have transcended... <laughs> 
We have transcended the initial consonant altogether. <laughs> anyway, so Maj. Uh, uh, they have sex briefly, uh, definitely. Like, it doesn't happen... They, in... they do a very big sex. Yes, the they do story. They do one big sex, um, which is mostly covered in a side fic, uh, which I mentioned last week. It was also in the description notes, so if you want to go check that out, you can go check that out in last week's description notes. They end up getting the black opal record, like, like recording off of... Uh, Maj, uh, which doesn't have anything that seems particularly interesting at the moment. It's from the perspective of Spike, probably, most likely, having recorded, like, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was, like, some sort of big... It was the, the reveal of the of the Pegasi uh, power armor. The Pegasi uh, power armor for, for uh, Texas which, which listeners. Which everyone, everyone found uh, uh, fairly, fairly sort of grotesque and terrifying, and Rarity was very proud of herself, because it is a weapon of war, after all. <laughs> the commission goal was was, uh, was, yeah. was 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 being frightful, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh so what was I talking about? Uh recapping <laughs> I don't know, there's this some sort of temporal distortion where Yes. Uh, up was down left was a little right. bit of a hiccup there um, uh folks uh just the dangers of working with audacity but yeah so fuck uh the only the other thing i can remember them doing is pip putting her hoof down and insisting that she uh meets the watcher in person because she's tired of this like run around getting quests from a mysterious voice uh that she doesn't recognize uh, unless I'm missing anything in particular. I think that was the most important salient point. Um, one thing I missed in the recap is that um, Pip, uh, Pip, uh, uh, due to now having a, a Pinkie Pie figurine, uh, has has uh, significantly enhanced senses, which allowed her on the way to this uh, hideout of the Watcher uh, to, to notice <laughs> a cassette tape on a mountain peak, uh, which they, they picked up. Yeah, and so they got there, and it's a Dargan. Yeah, it's a Dargan, and it's Spike. Spike, Spike the Dargan. He's big now. He he big now. So everybody's pretty uncomfortable with it. He uh, yes, still definitely a dipshit. Uh, Pip sort of like K Cat does hear what like Somber kept thinking he was doing or wanted to do, I guess. Which is, like, a, like, big subversion mode. Like, Pip, uh, at least a couple times in this chapter, um, uh, sort of, like, oh, but you never did say that you, you are a watcher. <laughs> no, I, I am. <laughs> like, like, I was promised that I would be watching here, but that doesn't necessarily mm. mean it's you, the first person that we met. And Spike is sure, no, no, it, 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 it in fact is, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I'm the man behind the curtain. It's me. And and we'll get to the second, like, uh, bah-ha-ha! That, like, no. <laughs> you expected a twist! But, in fact, yes. no, the twist is that it's... it's Spike is, is exactly a big dragon. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I do think is kind of a neat reveal that, like, I don't know, I'm... Uh, in fanfics, I think it's always kind of a dangerous prospect to include uh, canon characters with your OCs and stuff. But I think this manages it pretty well by it being people that we don't really necessarily, like, care about or you can recontextualize them very differently. Like, Ditsy Do was also a really perfect example where she doesn't, you know, in the actual can of the show, she's just an animation error that eventually was given, like, 
a canon background and stuff. Spike, like, Spike doesn't really do much besides being an annoying assistant that causes problems. So he's very easy to recharacterize as being, um, hey, I'm your, your operator on the phone this entire time. I think the main thing that makes this work is that yeah. it is 200 years removed from the source material. A lot of the, the, the premise of this, this, uh, this, this fic really leans heavily on, mm-hmm. you know, that people change over time. And that every every instance of the canon characters showing up in this fic, every single instance, is is like the earliest, the the youngest we see them uh, snapshotted is is uh, yes, like deep twenty deep. to thirty years after the canon, and so they're fundamentally different characters. And like a lot of the 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 the, the story, like is is talking about like yeah, uh, what if yeah these these idealized. Um, baby horses who learn lessons about friendship. Like, what mm-hmm. if what if that is put to mm-hmm. a, a test? Like, what if that's strained? Yeah, it's it's saved by um by two things. They're they're extremely incidental. They're they're including Spike. Like, they're they're meeting Spike, you know, in person, and they met Ditsy Do in person. But they're both ve- very minor roles and far mm-hmm. removed from their their appearance in the show. Uh, they, they're like, you know, they, they've, they've been much changed by <laughs> the terrible burden of tie. Um, so I think that's, that's a, that's a, that's a major thing that, it, you know, I think that yeah. is how K-Cat like skirts the usual problem with, uh, yes. and my character was also yes. there. Ironically. Which, ironically. <laughs> like it fails like twofold because it did it with. It did it with characters that were already in the original canon, like the original uh, 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 MLP canon, and it also did it with people that were in FOE, where the Blackjack just shows up and she's like, hey, I'm here too, and I'm going to comment on the thing that happened in the original story now. I'm here, and I'm making out with little Pip now. Superman, is Ultra Guy was such a better kisser than Superman? Anyway, uh, just reminding you of the old hits, audience. Remember that time I did that joke? I was <laughs> so we're still doing it to this it. day. Uh, so uh, he gets further under Pip's skin, saying, "I, all right, you, you all of you can come in, under the exception that uh, that stays outside, pointing at uh, steel hooves." And Pip is is over the course of this interaction getting just angrier and angrier for reasons that she can't quite put a put a put a finger on, and you know the exclusion of a ghoul. Uh, for its own sake, is yeah. not not one that she's. Uh, but in case I forget to bring it up again, uh, it later turns out no, it is it is because he is a steel ranger. At at one point, going on to say that the day I allow a steel ranger uh, in this cave <laughs> is the day that I have canned food. And K Cat goes on to spoil the joke a little bit. I I kind of expect because she had a, a, a maybe a dense copy editor, like she says. I and you know. It didn't take much to uh, for me to imagine what what the can was uh, he was referring to. Uh, she, yeah, she she like yeah, make sure to like in case you didn't get. <laughs> I'm going to eat them. <laughs> the the canned yeah. food would be the Steel um, Ranger themselves. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not racist. Uh. He just hates cops. <laughs> Which is you know one thing he's got going for him. Another thing he doesn't have going for him is that he is like. He, like, everybody has to dodge when he turns around and, like, heads up, like, because he, he his, his tail nearly, uh, plows through, I don't know, the, the primary three members of the cast. 
Um, Velvet is is of course uh, Velvet Remedy is is just relentlessly flattering. Is is uh, just just uh, uh, intensely polite uh, to to an almost sycophantic degree um, to the mm-hmm. enormous <laughs> fire breathing indestructible dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, Calamity is more or less holding his tongue. Uh, he's got a pretty good setup. Um, uh, Pip notes that uh, she was sort of expecting a very like uh, a setup similar to 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 Maja's, um, but it's just a terminal with a cable leading off uh, further further mm-hmm. down. It's not a bunch of jewelry uh, stuff. Like it's just together. a regular terminal that he's he's operating from. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not. It just, is now it's funny to imagine him using a terminal, just a terminal with his giant hands. To something else somewhere, somewhere else. <laughs> it is. I I imagine he uses like a stylus, like his. Yeah, he's to, got like, a broom <laughs> with his enormous claws, like pick up. Like... <laughs> he's got a broom with a stylus taped to the end of it. He's holding the yeah. broom by the, the actual bristle, the broad yeah. bristle part. <laughs> and attached to the end of the broom is a stylus. That it... <laughs> um, so there's Jim's sort of like casually strewn about it. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a colossal <laughs> bachelor's apartment. Saying that though just um, makes it sound like there is a single white lawn chair um, <laughs> parked next to a computer t- They're kind of like he has a <laughs> he has an extremely huge comfy beanbag, uh, sort of a thing it, 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 that he apparently sleeps on. Um, <laughs> just a coat rack full of katanas uh, and a fucking anime body pillow. So Pip, <laughs> I don't know. Bachelor Bachelor Pad just invokes very different imagery to me. I guess. Uh. Well, I mean, it is mentioned that he he has kept up his habit of like maintaining a library, like he's he's maintained Twilight Sparkle's book collection, uh, pristinely. Um, it's uncertain how many he like bothers to read in the extreme boredom of uh, of his, his day to day life, but like he he maintains them, he keeps the place well, well well dusted. Um, the party gives him the black opal. And like uh, have, asking him like why he wants it so badly, it is purely nostalgia's sake. Um, it is the last time that uh, him and all six, uh, all of the main six, uh, were together and happy. <laughs> Which is bleak because that was like a weapons test demonstration. So Pip is getting more and more frustrated over time. Um, we get a breakdown of. Um, in Pip's uh, um, opinion, things went wrong because um, each of the six um, protagonist horses mm-hmm. were all better together mm-hmm. than they ever were apart. Like to as a group, they they were individually better people um, than they could have ever been on their own. Mm-hmm. And when they were assigned the ministries, they were on their own. Mm-hmm. Due, due to their responsibilities, they didn't have time for each other. Um, and so they all had to, like, rely solely on themselves. Mm-hmm. And the crushing weight of bureaucracy, politics, and war just, you know, er- eroded them. 
Well, and and they couldn't cover for each other's flaws. Mm-hmm. They're glaring, glaring flaws. Like, uh, yeah, it, uh, alone, each of them are are worse than than they ever were. Like, you know, as 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 a unit, as a group. Um, and then something real weird happens, like really uncomfortable. Uh, like some some bad lessons are taken away from this example. Um, like. Uh, so what, basically what, what, um, Spike describes is, um, CEO, like, like the, the six of them were chosen to be CEOs of six sort of corporations, six like power blocks. They were, they were given hegemonic control, uh, alone of, of six different organizations nepotistically, like regardless of their individual skill as like. And, and so, like, most of, only two of the ministries were actively administrated <laughs> by, by the, the, their respective ministry mayors. Like, only Twilight and Rarity took, like, an, a, a apparent active hand <laughs> in the operations of their own branches of government. Um, the rest, like, were sort of, you know, layabout CEOs who, like, you know, they're the ideas horse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They they just tell a bunch of other horses like a goal to achieve, and then didn't have much input on the actual accomplishment of those goals. Mm-hmm. So other people were like actually running those those operations mm-hmm. on the day to day. Well, it's not as if they were actually qualified to like run their given like ministries. Yeah, basically. So so here's 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 the line of text um, from Spike. Think of the ministries as dressmakers. They have their own ideas of uh, how to make a good dress, uh, but they are beholden to sporadic de- demands from their clients, uh, in this case, my friends, uh, the mayors who have put been put in charge of them. Uh, even when those clients don't have the first clue about the art of dressmaking, uh, no matter how good the suggestions may seem, no matter how brilliantly skilled the dressmakers may be, uh, they can still end up with a nightmare design. Calamity broke in. Uh, yep. Uh, specifically, if you're talking uh, about, is more like committee of dressmakers, all competing for their visions. Uh, Spike agreed. Um, Democracies tend to make a mess out of everything. Calamity said with clear bitterness. Only time uh, they can act as one is when they're uh, feeling threatened. Um. <laughs> It's important to remember that Calamity Pip. comes from an authoritarian, like... I, I looked at my rust code companion wondering uh, where he had come from. Uh, of course, <laughs> suddenly I was very happy I uh, didn't know more about Pegasi politics. So, little creatures like Somber apparently took this very close to heart. <laughs> because this is a thousand percent a um, uh, uh, fucking um, Smittian, uh, a Carl Schmidt... Uh, reactionary, like this. This is literally the, the 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 opinion of a Nazi, like like the 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 idea that like democracy can only hold together in the face of of a shared threat. What's being? This isn't even de- democracy. <laughs> what's being described? Yeah. This is this is like uh this is this is very much the opposite of that. Like the 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 horses who actually like did the work of these ministries very clearly based on the description didn't have a lot of say <laughs> mm-hmm. it was it was the competing visions of oligarchs yeah 
Well, um, you know, because and, given... and moreover, oligarchs placed in in those positions out of nepotism. Yeah, well, like, the ministries are like, very like unsubtly based off of like you know literally the 1984 like conception of uh yeah. Uh, like an authoritarian government. So it's not like surprising that they're like built like this. And, and moreover, the ministries were created by a monarch. Yeah. A divine monarch. Uh, and, and like Spike had just finished talking about how like they, like, of course the, the, the ministries couldn't cooperate. They were broken up by design instead of just being a, a, like if, if they were a comprehensive project. Yeah, which, I mean, the, um, that's kind of the reason why the OIA exists in PH is to solve essentially the plot hole with air quotes about how how the government ran if all the ministries are isolated from each other. Well, there had to be like intermediate art, intermediary office that dealt with all of the like actual work of it, which, you know, basically just boiled down to like the CIA is secretly the bad guy's and no one else was. The, the hilarious thing about that is that, oh, the plot hole, the plot hole of how uh, the equestrian government was was a, a, a bureaucratic, uh, self-consuming, uh, cannib- auto-cannibalistic mess yes, that, 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 that resulted hole. in a war that could never end. That plot hole? Yes. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah, the point. Yeah. <laughs> You mean the entire point, like the core message, the the like the the drive the, the driver of the fundamental conflict of the setting, that plot hole. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a of 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 anything that could like it's it 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 it's like somebody doing a fanfic of Jurassic Park that envisions. That had somebody who, like, already, like, knew about the, like, gender mutation in the, in the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And, like, had, had, like, a, invented a character to be, like, uh, assassinated or ignored (laughs) to fix the plot hole of the dinosaurs being able to breed. Yeah. I mean, you're just describing, like, the Star Wars expand, like, extended universe. Where like every single action and decree and idea had to be invented by a different character talking to these people. I mean, it's it's just it's a very common like sort of semi misogynistic assumption that the idea that like, well, you know, none of these women could ever have these ideas themselves because you know they're perfect. They're they're idealized horses. They they could not you know they're literally the elements of harmony. They they could not be capable of this level of atrocity. So there had to be something in the background doing ill to cause this to happen. It, it's also the conservative um, libertarian notion of self that like that flies in the face of this chapter specifically like like spike laying this this out that like um, okay these these horses are good horses which means that they would be good horses regardless of the context they, they are always good horses they, they are they're each each of them are moved by an unmoved mover <laughs> and and their their condition in society would have uh, no potential impact on that their, their their surroundings like couldn't possibly be, be an explanation for for altered behavior um, uh, so something needs to intervene uh, to justify them doing wrong 
rather than the simple fact that friendship is magic and they were de- de- deprived of their friends. Well, I, I'd also say to it, like it belies a total misunderstanding of their characters within the show, because within the show, a constant, uh, a constant plot point is that they're all neurotic weirdos who like need to learn friendship lessons because they keep like hamstringing yeah, they- themselves. The, the peculiar thing about My Little Pony Friendship Magic, and in fact most sort of slice-of-life dramas, is that um, more often than not, one of the core protagonists is the is the episode's antagonist. <laughs> one, one of the core characters is always the antagonist, and the, the point of the show is that, you know, friendship is magic, and so we have to rein in... Uh, correct and forgive <laughs> our friend. <laughs> like it's it's a hyperbolic reading of it, but I do like it, it's why I've always like felt this felt true to me to a certain degree. But like, oh yeah, they 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 spun wildly out of control because we're missing like the episode that happened, like didn't that didn't happen clearly in this timeline where someone went like, "Gosh, Luna, it'd be kind of messed up to make <laughs> ministries, wouldn't it?" Uh, like. <laughs> They missed that episode, so all of them, like, became the villain of that episode, and it just kept spinning wildly out of control, and the bombs hit. Yeah, no, there there, there were, the this this timeline had, like, six consecutive accidents, wherein, <laughs> wherein the episode was cancelled. Wherein the episode where, like, Piggy Pie, I think you're going a little too far with Rarity, I think maybe you've gone a little too bit too far. Dear Princess Celestia. Twilight, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Today I learned drugs are bad in excess. <laughs> and we got my friend to rehab. Dear Princess Celestria, Today I learned that maybe the military-industrial complex is a beast that we cannot afford to feed. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we just they just didn't have that episode, so they just kept, <laughs> just kept getting worse and worse. Anyway, this story is so good, and pro- like we've, we keep discovering new ways that Project Horizons is awful. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly just like I think. I think the the particular way that we did this, like, really primed you for like, like really, like, really primed both our audience and you specifically for like how good this can be. In like, it's because Project Horizons is the kind of fanfic you'd expect this sort of fanfic to be, like a myopic mess that is just what if everyone did bad things all the time and there's no hope or glory or light in the setting all the characters are just nihilistic jerks. Like, that's the kind of thing you sort of expect when you're combining these two things and label the whole franchise grimdark by it, by its intention. But, like, no, the story is, like, mostly filled with, like, you know, ups and downs, like a good story. Like, it's written by someone who's competent and sort of has the good instincts to, like, see this story through and, you know, interlace, like, themes and feelings. I'm- and, and I'm way. starting to get the, the the impression that the core, the core sort of emotional resonance of the story, the core message is hope. Yeah. And the 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 desperate parts, the 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 grim parts, the bloody parts, are all in service of that. Yes. It, it like the, the 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 light of hope is is uh, requires for the purposes of our storyteller here. A uh, a dark surrounding mm-hmm. for contrast. Yeah, like the the darkness exists in contrast to the the spark of hope, a- as opposed to just pure. I'm missing some words from my 
Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. How about that? Yeah, nihilistic um, revel, uh, revelry in 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 uh, in horror, in 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 brutality, in in cruelty. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, gosh, we talk about this for like literally forever. In, in, in Fallout Equestria, uh, the bad things are bad? <laughs> um, and you shouldn't want them. In Project Horizons, the bad things are what you're here for. Are the, are the, the libidinal fixation. Are the, uh, so anyway, uh, back to the, back to the main text. Um, Little Pip finally figures out what it is that's making her so mad and it's this you're a dragon <laughs> you're, you're a goddamn dragon D- yes you're a dragon <laughs> you sent me to die in a pit full of of of, of cannibal lunatics when you could have eaten them <laughs> there's nothing they could have done to stop you it is it is it is a bizarre miracle that I that I was able to get in there and do anything useful. Whereas it wouldn't have been a miracle for you, you could have just eaten them. And you're here. You're here sending me and every other idiot that'll listen to you to die. When you could just do it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you coward. I don't know how, but I think I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way. You stupid purple and green dragon uh and and spike like after like recoiling from this for a good long time like finally like uh is is put too little far into a corner and he he goes enough like he stomps the ground and and says all right all right i'll tell you but then he asks calamity and uh, rarity if if they trust a little pip and they both no no uh no hesitation yes Mm mm-hmm Oh yep, uh, absolutely, and like Pip has a little pang of 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 guilt in that she would not be so quick to answer that question. <laughs> I have trust issues. They shot me with a dart gun like <laughs> a couple of days ago. And you know what the weird thing is? I think they wouldn't like wouldn't necessarily begrudge her that, but they still uh, feel totally totally loyal to, to 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 Pip's judgment and and her 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 general cause. I mean, how could they not? She's she's really bitter about not saving the mortal enemy. <laughs> they they are able to extract from him why uh, he's he's asked that, and that's because like I can only tell little Pip, and you're just gonna have to trust her to like tell you or or not tell you, and uh, I can't let her tell you. And they they ask uh, why that goddess thing. It sees everything that its individual con- constituents can see. Oh, yeah, right. And also, the technology has long existed outside of those things that are psychic. And I don't, I don't even know the extent to which they, they are psychic. There is, There are plenty of surviving ways all throughout the wasteland to extract memories. The fewer horses that know this, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah. Few, less leaks I have to plug, the better. Yeah, um, it it honestly doesn't matter how good any of you are at keeping a secret. Uh, someone could 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 rip the information out of you. So it is just a sheer strict matter of 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 a minimal number of of minds uh, that contain this information. 
Um, and so they, 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 they all, you know, uh, tentatively assent to this. Um, and Spike takes a little pip into, um, uh, Spike's inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. One of the remaining Crusader mainframes. Yep. This, this is the actual rig, um, that is allowing, uh, Spike to do what he does. Um, but most of it is not on. Mm-hmm. It's not active. Why? Well, it's, it, it doesn't exist for its own sake. It exists to, as, 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 as part of a larger device. And that is this device. A giant wand <laughs> sticking up through the ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, pointing down at a series of gems and a tiara. Yep. The elements of harmony themselves. Um, it is a, a fix the wasteland, uh, omatic. Yes. It is, it is a, it is a, uh, um, uh, return the reins to pry rock, uh, beam. Yes. A gardens of Equestria. Uh, problem. It requires the elements of harmony to be active to, to use. Yes. Uh, Celestria long ago, before she died, uh, had already lost control. Like the lost the ability to utilize the elements of harmony. It's the only horse uh, known to ever be able to use them all uh, uh, themselves. And uh, the inheritors of of the individual elements, for obvious reasons, are also very dead. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they were alive, I don't think they could use them anyways. And so Spike has been waiting all of this time. And part of the reason he's been waiting, and part of the reason he is so dedicated to like to that wait is that he feels personally guilty for having been asleep when it happened. Yep. Uh, he went into hibernation for um, an unknown number of, of, of decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, between uh, some some midpoint of the war, uh, the, the world had long since been devastated. And so here he was on top of the, the only thing that could, like, be guaranteed to fix it. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's effectively useless because uh, the concept of trying to track down, like, what, like, six candidates that all fill the criteria of the elements is, like, less than, you know, one in a million chances. Uh, and worse, because Spike is a dip and he wouldn't even know what to look for. Yes, 100%. That's kind of why, like, he's so insistent and crazy in the first couple of chapters uh, to try and, like, vet people for virtues. Um, and why he's essentially looking for, like, heroes is because he's trying to, like, hope he'll just spring onto, like, uh, a, a few lucky chosen that might fill the criteria. Well, he's looking for, for protagonists rather than, like, just people who are good. <laughs> well, yeah, like, people who fit the, the quota of being an element of harmony. An element bearer, if you will. Or at least as he understood them, like, uh, like, because, like, toward the, like, yeah, they, the, the main six started going on a lot of adventures, so he's looking for adventurers, forgetting, forgetting his roots, forget, forgetting that they used to just be, like, um, an intern at a bakery, uh, a, 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 a haberdasher, um, a, a, recluse like a wood a woodland recluse a um uh, a librarian 
Uh, and a jock. <laughs> and a farmhand. And a farmhand. Yeah. Or a farm um, he used, he's used to thinking of them as basically adventurers yeah. who, like... Heroes. Solve, yeah. like, yeah, uh, international crises and... Um, uh, find find lost artifacts and forgetting that like they weren't <laughs> they weren't exceptional <laughs> when 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 they earned the 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 the, the alignment with their re- respective crystals like they yeah they just have it's just so happened um, to embody those particular characteristics um and all this time spike has been looking for adventurers <laughs> uh and that's not directly addressed in this chapter, but uh, skipping ahead, um, it immediately occurs to, uh, especially after like, and we're not, you know, we're not what you're looking for to power this thing, are we? Yeah, we are not, in fact, the chosen ones. And like Spike assures, like you've you've done a not small amount of good. <laughs> I am not, in fact, a teenager with attitude, am I? But yeah, you, you're you're yeah, you're not. None of you are teens with attitude, like yeah. I'm, I don't think any of you power any of these, but, like, that, it's, that isn't to say that you aren't, aren't doing good work. And it occurs to Little Pip that, like, wait a minute. The the most potent example of, like, the element of laughter I have ever... Uh, it does exist. By the way, did you know that Ditsy do still around? <laughs> she runs a shop. Probably look into her... Um, I wonder if it'll ever be addressed, but I kind of have, like, a, a, a faint suspicion and, like, I don't know, almost headcanon that, like, Spike hoarding these things is, is, is a large part of why things have remained, like, bad for 200 years. Um. That, like, they, they don't belong in a museum, <laughs> the elements of harmony, the, the, the crystals themselves. Oh, like, probably. Um. Um, if, if these things were allowed to circulate in the wild, I don't think that a, a giant, uh, fix-it-all super ray is, is what is necessary to, like, heal the land. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, as, as, as we, uh, come away from this, this encounter, and, like, Spike trusting, uh, Little Pip with the, uh, with the secret, um, and, uh, being sufficiently moved by Spike's, like, tragedy and sadness to say, like, he has good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually get a conversation with, uh, whereupon, uh, he explains, like, Pip asks, like, what, whatever happened to Fluttershy? Uh, and his response is more or less, fuck if I know. <laughs> but I've heard rumors. Uh, the only consistent rumor is that she survived the initial impact. But not long after that. Mm-hmm. All the other rumors involved some form of suicide. She just walked out into Canterlot. She just walked out into uh, into the waste. Um, but one of them, or at least several of them, revolve around her walking to the Everfree Forest. Mm-hmm. All of these are suicide. <laughs> and mentions offhand that the peculiar thing is that the Everfree Forest was never hit. It just got worse. <laughs> anyway. Which to me is sort of an indicator that, like, equestrian rotting yeah. in the, like... In the wake of like no friendship, to just like yeah. it, it, like friendship is is a is a uh, load bearing uh, uh, concept in, a, in in Equestria, uh, and and just the 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 pure pain um, and uh, desolation of the heart uh, through throughout the throughout the world um, just encouraged that the that forest, which is you know 
wild magic um, to reflect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's even deadlier than it than it once was. Yeah, the 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 consensus of the rumors, at least as far as uh, Steel Hooves has heard, is that um, Fluttershy in the aftermath of the the world she created mm-hmm. um, let that world consumer just just walked out uh, to receive. Uh, um, whatever judgment uh, the 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 Earth itself would would hand to her. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I forgot about. I uh, forgot about a very big. There's an action scene, but like it's been a little bit dull for the past couple chapters. So we get a we get a big set piece, an, an action set piece. Um, before they before they leave, um, uh, uh Watcher. Um, they're interrupted as, as Watcher is, uh, as, uh, Spike is, is regaling them with, you know, just recounting episodes of MLP to, them, <laughs> uh, to, to their collective delight, which is the most fan like, thing of the, the chapter. Which I love. Um, I adore. Steel Hooves walks backward into the room, which offends Spike and confuses everybody else. And, uh, Steel Hooves says, eh, before you get too upset... <laughs> Before you deal with it, before before you punish me for breaking your rule, you might might want to like give some attention to them. Who is them? Uh, a squadron of enclave horses. Yeah. Enclave Pegasi break in. Uh, and um, Spike redoubles. You are definitely <laughs> not welcome in here. You will leave immediately. And the enclave horses are in a in a peculiar emotional position. They're 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 sandwiched between their own self importance, their their own sense of ownership over the sky, and the fact that this is a very large dragon that they could not re- <laughs> reasonably stop if it got angry enough. It's the return of the Hooftwaffen. Yay! And uh, yeah, the Hooftwaffen are here, but this time at least they are unambiguously bad yes, guys. They, they are. They are just bad guys. And they're they're so evil that like yeah they they can't they can't like they understand that their lives are in danger but not enough that like they they still insist well just give us the the intruders of the sky yeah we uh, we just came here to escort them back down like they've they've breached the cloud line uh, and they have to be punished and one of them recognizes calamity is that calamity dead shot calamity. <laughs> And again, there's a moment of terror among them, and, like, actually Calamity sort of freaks out because he, like, recognizes one of their, like, voices, like, Gutshot, is that you? And they, uh, like, they, like, just apparent, like, we're, we're getting a lot of world building, like, incidental, d- demonstrated rather than told, shown rather than told. Mm-hmm. The brainwashing in, in Enclave Central is, is real thick, <laughs> because, like, there's, there's, there's a, there's a gambit of emotions that happen here. Initially, like, Seeing Calamity again, and also hearing Calamity. Oh, the guy who could kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that one <laughs> um, is is then quickly overwhelmed with like, oh, he's the traitor, and there's like a a a a, a, a th- you know a multi thousand gem bounty on him. I'm I'm sorry, uh, Mister Dragon. Uh, I'm afraid that this changes things. We absolutely cannot leave without the fugitive. And Spike said, Oh, really? Is 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 that is is that so? Uh, y- yes. Well, I'll, I'll have you know that he has a multi-thousand gem bounty. Would that we would um would be more than happy to 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 share with you, sir. Spike just gets a little like you know like cocks his head and uh, says gets a little close. That's fa- 
So what you're telling me is that you've come into my, my domain uninvited, label one of my guests after one of the, the six great mares, the, the, the holder of the element of loyalty, and yet you want to capture and, and kill them? That's, that's my understanding. You, you want to do that with my, my guest who you've honored with such a, a great title? And she like goes, that's about it, yes. Hmm. Spike then takes a claw and and gingerly presses down on the enclave pony so they can, they cannot move. Mm -hmm. And then he uses another claw to lift up their visor and then uh, just snorts uh, directly into their exposed flesh. And the, the fire goes into the armor and doesn't leave. Which is pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> uh, the, the remaining enclave horses uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, abandon their post <laughs> and their commander. Uh, yeah, no dashites work. Because this. she is already dead. Oh yeah. It 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 takes it takes a while for her to die. Uh, but like it is, there's no saving her. She basically got tank mined. She got burned from the inside out. Uh, there's some discussion of yeah whether the the party should stay and help uh, Spike defend from the retaliation from this. And Spike says no. Um, if anything, it's best if you please be seen. <laughs> Leaving? If their precious fugitive is not here, that should, you know, discourage them from wasting too many more resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pip says, but what if they won't? Not after that, at least. Well, no, it's basically just a, a posturing. I won't let them. Yeah. Like, if, if they, they bring force here, that's too bad for them. <laughs> that's a lot of resources they're about to be out of that they can't recoup. Uh, and so the, the party uh, heads out, and there's a, there's a big chase scene where... Uh, Enclave, uh, uh, Power Armor, uh, Pegasi, uh, chase them. And chase them further than Calamity was expecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they, like, Calamity expects that they, they, they're all useless cowards and they, they give up once, uh, the group, uh, went below the cloud line. And to his surprise, they kept going mm -hmm. for a good distance. They, they, they eventually refused to, like, uh, be, like, half the distance between the cloud line and the ground. Mm -hmm. Um... But not before the the uh, uh, the the Bronco, whatever their 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 car, their, their sky car, yeah, sky wagon. Uh, gets 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 dinged up, and um, we do a brief um, uh, velvet uh, is 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 nearly sucked out of the the, the back. But um, we, we we cut to it's it's been resolved. Uh, they're they're safely uh, back at uh, New Appaloosa. Um, I was worried that this was going to mean that wherever they landed, New Appaloosa or their, like, um, stomping grounds, like, would be under threat. But it seems that Calamity has the right of it. They, they, they're, they're too cowardly yeah. to, like, <clears throat> uh, pursue that, that, that close to the ground. They, yeah. they, they just, uh, they just can't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. Too superstitious and too, like, yeah. Too afraid of, of uh, surface danger, I guess, uh, to really uh, to really try and catch them all the way down there. And it's no wonder they're bloodthirsty and awful, because they're like, they're they're in like clothes make the man, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're they're wearing sort of demonic like monster armor, mm -hmm. and patrolling around for anybody that pokes above the cloud line. Like they're they're bored. <laughs> And they're dressed the part of monsters, so of course they're going to like be monstrous at the at their earliest opportunity. 
fuck somber for masturbating over these kids. yeah <clears throat> well it, it, yeah the, the pitch was always just oh that's just navarro that's just the military wing of them everybody else is good uh good and strong and smart and intelligent military like it's the it's like it it's amazing how much it's literally just the way the eu would write the empire because the eu would always write the empire as like you know distinguished british naval officers like they'd always be like you know the the unflappable in the winds of destruction uh uh all all intelligent and erudite and capable uh instead of like you know hilarious clowns make, playing fart music the whole time like it, it it's the yeah the the masturbatory fetishization of the empire has exactly the same kind of storytelling to it it's it's always 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 painted as if like oh well you know the ones we saw on screen those were like the bad ones but we got these guys and they're like you know they're honorable and respectable even though they're evil they're still like respectable they still drink tea with their pinky up and all that because the you know it's all just fetishization of the aesthetics of it and so the enclave in uh foe is like a joke <laughs> they're, they're just the enclave from from fallout 2 but in in ph it's, they're just they're risen to this ridiculous level where they're like a distinguished order of naval officers and that just really is frustrating uh, especially in- never mind that like distinguished naval officers are the the kind of people who like are losing the the battle but we, we cannot you know give in to incivility i must have my tea before giving orders yes. but like i said it's just it's a fetishization of the aesthetics of it uh, i don't really insane sociopathic perverts like mm-hmm. made like like the british boarding school system is like it's been pointed out by more than one person is designed perhaps intentionally to like turn uh, a young nobleman uh, on their way to positions of power and privilege into monsters. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what else happens? Uh, so, so, so we, we end the big exciting set piece battle with coming back to new Appaloosa. Uh, Silver bell is no longer painted pink and is, is extremely, extremely shy. Like he's a little lavender baby. Um, who who hangs around Ditsy Doo's feet, um, and uh, Velvet Remedy gifts uh, Silver Bell the the, the uh, Pyrolite, mm-hmm. who she is utterly delighted <laughs> by, and Pyrolite is is quite happy to be fond of her, uh, an emerald and gold creature, um, and uh, uh, Calamity, uh me crazy, but after we go, I half expect the that filly to spend the next few days trying to make new Appaloosa as pretty as that bird. <laughs> uh, but yes, they, they, they are in fact continue to be banished from the, the town proper. Yeah. Uh, to do like had to come out to, uh, to do business with them. And so it's, yeah, sort of implying that everybody, the, the, the refugees they've sent here are doing, uh, even though the, the, the heroes are still very much unwelcome. Mm-hmm. We get a little remark from, uh, from calamity like a pip tries to like say like you know if you're running for something maybe we can help and uh calamity like insists yeah now i'm i'm flying towards something uh, they just don't want to let go <laughs> all right fine keep your secrets <laughs> fine keep being broody my- mysterious and kissable see if i care <laughs> And we close out with uh, that that tape that we got uh, toward the end of uh, last chapter. Mm-hmm. It's uh, implicitly Rainbow Dash. 
She's you know she's she's keeping a a audio uh, diary. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently uh, spikes asleep. Poor guy. I'm not gonna be the one to wake him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He'll, he'll wake up to, to find it already uh, healed. I don't know if 100 years is going to be enough for that. From from up here, it, it's almost like it never happened. The clouds hide the view, but I think that's probably the idea. Mm-hmm. She's real mad about being called a traitor of all things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the, the mercenary that has been hired to, to come after her shows up. Uh, it is Glinda. Yes. And, uh, Dash, uh, convinces her, like, before, like, this is gonna, one way or another, this is gonna be the final time, uh, we have any kind of conversation. Can we just sing it one more time? (laughs) Glinda, like, we're about to, we're about to fight to the death. Yeah, but anyway. (laughs) And they do. Uh, and I actually had to look it up. It's the, uh, it is the Junior Speedsters uh anthem. yeah it's like a like basically like a scout little thing um it's cute it's cute it, it, it harks back to 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 friendlier times kind of uh kind of uh ironic pull uh the audio recording uh cut off abruptly the machine reached its limit so either uh either the the recording device like just just faltered before finishing the recording or they like broke out into violence like and then uh, uh, a perk that I that I that I find pleasing at the at the close out of the chapter new perk, uh, the magic of friendship. Yay! Uh, when your HP or the HP of any member of your party drops below thirty percent, all members of the party, including yourself, uh, gain that much resistance damage. Yeah, this is a solid epi- uh, solid chapter though. Uh, I think overall, a lot of learn a lot of, learned a lot of new stuff. Uh, we now have kind of like a sort of goal to work towards too. I guess of finding. Finding five uh, five other horses yeah. that uh, sufficiently meet meet these mm-hmm. uh, values, these yes. virtues, these elements of harmony. Um, yes, I sort of think that like you know maybe the the thing to do is to like get them out into the ecosystem, mm-hmm. get get the get these get these rocks out and back out in I the mean, world. That's they're, they're very clearly magic. not they what's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because you, you could never convince Spike otherwise, yeah. and like. None of the characters know enough about this to like do make they, any. Do they explain about. how the Guardians of Equestria actually works in this chapter, or the Guardians of Equestria? It's a it's a it's a big science beam well, that will like no, fire that's up not and what out. I mean, like, does, does it explain like what that actually does uh, in this chapter? Because I don't remember. Um, I, I I I I don't know. What, like it'll it'll cure the radiation and taint. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, across the in, the entire landscape like um it's it's the it's the it's the end of the first episode like the the the, the first mm-hmm. two part episode yes. and also the plot point for fallout 1 ish 2 especially and 3 it's it's the yeah it's the 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 garden of eden creation kit uh but now it's with magic horses and you the elements of harmony to power it but yeah uh uh so they 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 need to they need to like it's it's a it's a just a background while they're doing everything else because they're still gonna have to deal with red eye because uh it's not a kill red eye beam um or a kill the goddess beam either um yeah as far as i know but yeah um and and also i kind of like the the restraint of like having the 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 author insisting that no it's not my 
OC. Like it's it's not it's not our, our protagonists. Yes. I kind of I do I really like the idea that like the the core protagonists are in no way the chosen ones. Mm-hmm. Like aren't the like aren't in in and of themselves the like uh MacGuffins with the like singular power to like uh magically change the world like that's that's somebody else that we can find along the way and their 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 virtuous actions are very specifically little pip isn't uh because uh because uh studious uh listeners of the podcast will already know what most of them are because it said it at the end of project horizons i've completely forgotten all i remember is uh all i remember is that somber insisted that um his uh literal like special baby oc is one of them yes which is totally fabricated yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember you. You. You saying yes. what? What it turn? Who? Who it turns out? Being. I, I definitely. I, I definitely um, have said it, so I can at least say that it's specifically not Little Pip. Um, that is yeah. the chosen one, and that's that's like more than yeah. fine. <laughs> um, uh, I am. I am on board with that. Um, because it's definitely you see that is a is is a trope breaker. That is a that is a that is a cool twist. Um, meanwhile, Mr. Fucking Cool Twist, uh, I bet you didn't see that one coming, uh, uh, subversion for its own sake, um, uh, shitwad, uh, Somber had to make his, uh, OC, his protagonist, uh, fucking horse Jesus. Yeah, because you'd, you'd assume if this, the story was going the, like, the route it, you know, you expect it to, that, like, oh yeah, of course Little Pip is the element of friendship, because she gathered a bunch of friends together and stuff, but, like... Clearly, that needs a little bit more juice than what she's capable of doing. Well, it seems like she's just her own yeah. thing. She is. She is a maverick. Yes. I'm just saying, like it's it's it is it is. Uh, I think the strength of the writing to have the restraint to be like, oh no, of course she's like the fucking. She's she's the she's the chosen one and the the, the fucking uh, the next Hokage. Like, of course she is. She's. She's the main character. Like the, the, there's an incredible amount of restraint not to just do that. Anyways, I think that's the end of our episode, though, for the week. It is. Um, you can uh, contact us uh, by emailing weirdingtonesq at gmail.com uh, or uh, sending a tweet to at weirdingtone. Yes, if you want, like, yeah, um, questions and comments answered uh, live on the podcast. Uh, you, can, you can catch Fi. Um... At his at his smut uh, smithing uh, uh, place of work, at uh, thou art fi. Uh, the the at the extremely not safe for work, thou art fi. Um, let us know you're listening. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, good or for good or ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate us on all the services you can. Uh, but otherwise, um, uh, this is the part where I ask fi how he's I'm doing. Doing pretty good. Looking forward to. We're almost about. I didn't. I didn't actually ask. <laughs> I just, I just. Well, said how dare you? I'm gonna answer anyways. Um, hey, five, five, how's it doing? <laughs> Damn it! Uh, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, we're getting close to about the halfway mark of the entire like thing, so it's all like not downhill, but it's all smooth sailing from here. Uh, 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 so, uh, well, it looks like we're getting some choppy water. It's gonna be an exciting slope. Yes. Like is. Uh, but otherwise, I am having a great time doing this part of the podcast, and I'm glad to be doing it with you, buddy. You know, I'll take your word for it. Uh, even though there was a, there was a perverse kind of fun in the sheer misery. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Oh, Sam, you're so awful. I hate him. 